0: Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? How's everybody doing? You already know what it is. Another episode of Equip the Podcast. The saying this stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. I hope everybody's having a great week so far or great day so far, depending on when you are listening to this. So I got another cool episode, conversation for us to talk about, be equipped, doing things to think about, you know, all that, all that jazz and all that. So uh without a further ado, let's get into it. Right, so um, I want to talk about being in the light in the world of darkness. I want to talk about being light in the world, and I kind of want to talk about that because of what transpired last week. I know last week, well, I'm recording this on Sunday, so this is a week, so I guess depending on when you listen, it might be a little over under a week. I guess it depends, but so last week, you know, the Grammys was on, and there were some Christian. Artists and things that were at the Grammys, and you know, there's people at the Grammys that were doing like, um, what's the right context here? Because I just don't want to say just worshiping because we use worship or the word worship so cheaply sometimes that I don't want to say they were worshiping, but they were doing a lot of demonic imagery for sure. Like, you know, the Sam Smith, uh, the Sam Smith, um, um, performance you know they all had like the red devil horns and all that different stuff and you know, they were doing all the weird imagery and things like that even though that's not what satan actually looks like but you know that's the i should actually look up where that actually came from or where it actually stems from but that's not what it looks like but it's the whole satanic imagery that came with that and then what jay-z with the god did performance at the end it wasn't really like satanic imagery but you know it was kind of like a fake um um The Lord's Supper, he was in the middle, kind of like how Jesus was and stuff like that. And that's, I mean, come on, that wasn't on on accident, clearly. That was on purpose, right? So, kind of want to talk about the reactions to it and also, you know, talk about being the lie of the world, what that actually, you know, what Jesus is talking about, what he's talking about, then we're going to pull up the verse. And then also I also want to talk about a similar situation, I feel like in scripture, where, I mean, I'm not going to say it's exactly like it's going, on, going through the day, but it's pretty similar. And I want to talk and discuss and talk about how we can better navigate through things like this, right? So when I see this, like this, I just want to say my first reaction. When I see stuff like this, right? My first initial reaction is this. Like when I see, like, the Sam Smith. You know, or the satanic imagery or whatever, things like that, or the Lord's Supper, stuff like that, right? So, my initial reaction is like, okay. Like, okay. Like, because with me, I already know what people like. If people are not believers in Christ, they have, a, in my mindset, and how I view it, right? They can do whatever they want, right? They could they can look they want to choose to have satanic imagery. All right, cool. Do your thing. You wanna worship whoever you want to worship, like whatever religion you want to go to, all right, cool. They could they like you know what I'm saying they have all the freedom to do that, especially on a worldly platform like the Grammys, obviously. They could do that, sure, whatever, right? Or the Jay-Z God did thing, right? obviously he's not a believer in Christ, so he's gonna do that. I didn't honestly, I did appreciate him faking the Lord, suffering him acting like he Christ when he's not. I didn't care for that at all, obviously. But am I like oh, my God, this is a shot. Like, why are we surprised by this, right? And it's not dumbing down the situation, but it's like, why are we overreacting every time it's people in the world do it? Like, it's going to happen. Like, it's something, like, we live, like, because we, like, I, and I feel like, you know, sorry for this opinion. Sorry, not sorry, but we still, like, believers of Christ live in this, like, movado or this mirage, like, America is, like, a, a Christian nation or a Christian state. It's not it's not. We live in this like this mirage or this fantasy, acting like it is, but it's not. So, meaning you're gonna see people from all different worldviews and points of views and things like that do stuff, and especially on the biggest stages. So, obviously, you're not you're not gonna see Jesus being lifted up and all this other. You're just not you're just not gonna see it, especially at the Gram. Like, why would you expect that at the Grammys? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just I just don't get I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? The outrage a lot of the time. I don't get... I mean, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I get it, but I don't know why we are surprised every single time it happens. Like, duh. Like, sometimes a lot of these people in the industry, right, they do things that purposely trigger Christians. and believers. They do it on purpose. And you fall for it every single time. That's what... Like, a lot of the time, they do it for a reaction. And we fall for it every time. Like, oh, my God. It's... Da, 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 oh, my God. Like, you, you will... We would feel like we're persecuted, persecuted, if people did that to us believers. Like, oh my God, you're talking that Jesus stuff, and it happens. Actually, that does happen, right? Oh my God, you're talking about that Jesus. You're talking about that. You're talking about this. Like, we'll be up and the people were doing that to us, so we gotta stop acting surprised. Sometimes when people in the world are acting like the world, it's gonna happen. Stop pretending like this is a Christian nation and this is the only thing. No, like it's going to happen, right? Now. The thing is, I don't like about it sometimes is like, especially the state of what our country is like, it's like everyone can be unapologetically passionate about whatever they want to believe in, except for being a Christian. That's going to be getting on my nerves. Like as soon as we, you don't know, want to be outspoken about what Jesus did and preaching the gospel or just saying what Jesus did, not even saying like, oh, you need to stop, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't do that because if you're not a believer in Christ, I'm just going to preach the gospel to you or talk about the gospel. But I'm not going to tell you of a certain thing because you don't believe it doesn't make sense. You don't believe in it. So I'm not going to hold you to a Christian standard. Now, I can be truthful if you ask me like this sin, yes, it's a sin. But guess what? Jesus is the answer to our sin problem. Jesus is the answer to be our savior. Things like that. But I'm not going to hold you to a Christian standard if you're not believing. Right? It's not going to do that. But I'm just annoyed at how we live in a society now where, not even now, just always where it's like, all right, you can be unapologetically everything else but Christian. You're unapolog- you. You speaking to me like you? You always throw the term like "oh you, oh you, oh you." You're throwing your faith at me. Oh, you, oh, you're trying to shove your faith down. I'm like, how am I shoving my faith down my throat when I'm just passionately spreading the gospel of Jesus or saying Jesus is Lord or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like that's not me. That's just me being passionate about what I believe it. But of course, everything else gets a pass. You can be unapologetically anything else. Except for a Christian these days, right? So I think that's extremely annoying. And guess what? I'm going to continue to be apologetic and Christian. It's not me shoving it down your face. So get over it. So y'all keep turning it up for that, right? And I think a lot of the pushback what came with the Grammys is like you had Christian artists, what it seems like they were just sitting there watching this stuff and like not turning it up or not talking about it or not whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, right? <laughs> And then you had like Kirk Franklin, who is my dog, by the way. Like Kirk Franklin is my dog, right? I know he's been catching some fire lately for some of the stuff, like the whole BT Awards with the bar that he said, like, uh, the lion in the lamb will bow down to the goat. I don't even know what the heck that bar was even supposed to be indicating. I don't know who wrote it for. I hope he didn't write it, which I don't know. But, and then, you know, he had a live video where everyone was waiting to address. I guess certain performances, but he didn't address it. He just addressed it about the gospel artists not getting the, the love and appreciation, which that is a factor too. Like, you know, that is a factor, but you know, everybody wasn't, was expecting him to to speak more on the, you know, to speak more on it. And he didn't, you know, he even said, it, he's I'm not addressing this, you know, this, that, and the third. Now granted what I like him for him to actually say something about it. Sure. Right. I would like him to say something about it. You know, at least be on the poly- But we already know Kurt Frank is on apology, a believer in Jesus Christ. We know that. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes you don't need a re-reminder all the time. Like this man's been in the game preaching Jesus going for 30 years, over 30 years. Over 30 years, he's been doing it. You know. Like, I think he should at least say, like, like yeah, that Sam, you know, that thing, you know, it was out of pocket. But, you know, that's how the world is. We preach it, you know, we're Jesus, you know, stuff like that. But oh, you could have just kept it moving. You didn't need to say a whole big soliloquy on it like everyone else has been doing because you don't need to. We already know what it is. Keep doing what we've been doing, right? And I feel like sometimes, you know, and then after that it starts, because I do agree with it. Like, what's the line? Because sometimes, like, you know, because obviously we're not of the world, right? We're supposed to be of Christ. We're supposed to be the light, right? But we're still in the world, right? We're still in the world. We're still in the world every single day. And there's things in the world that's not 100% like dedicated or even uplifted Jesus, but it's still okay for us to participate in, right? Even as believers in Christ. And there's things like you shouldn't participate in or think about when you believe in Christ. So I think the conversation a lot of people be thinking and wondering is like, what's the line? Like, what can we participate in? What can't you participate in? What does being the light of Christ actually mean and what it doesn't mean, right? So, you know... So I, you know, like, so I know some people have different opinions. Like, oh, you shouldn't be at the Grammys at all. Or, no you or you know, they don't, they, none of them care about Jesus anyway, so who cares? Like, why should you be at the Grammys anyway? Like, no real believer in Christ. And then people will start talking about if people are really saved or stuff. Like, like they're just saying out of, real out-of-pocket stuff, right? The saying real out-of-pocket stuff, right? Just because they're at the Grammys does not mean they're not saved, right? That's not what it means. And a lot of times the gospel artists be there because they're nominated for awards. Now, you can be like, you don't have to be there. Well, you're not nominated for awards, so it's easy for you to say. You be a nominated for an award, or you get honored for being, you know, gospel, or whatever, and then see how you feel about it. Now, you can honestly say, you know, I don't care. I don't care about the award. I don't care about the Grammys. But that's your opinion. You, you're free to have that. You could do that, right? You can feel that way. If you feel convicted, that's fine. But them going to the Grammys, collecting an award is not questioning. The, it's not. A thing against their salvation is saying not, they're not a believer in none of that stuff, right? But it is, I mean, it's, it's hard to navigate that line, though. I do agree, like, what's the line here? Like, what, you know what it is? And I think sometimes people can gatekeep what that looks like, right? What that actually looks like. Oh, you can't participate in this, but you can participate in this. Or you can't do this, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the difference because if we're going to, like, what's the line? Because at the end of the day, if we're going to say, oh, no, no Christian should be there at all period, like at the Grammys or or a certain level at all, right? So if that's the case, how extreme you want to be with it? Like, do you want to cut off sports? Because sports has nothing to do with lifting Jesus. We can cut off sports, cut off movies. Like, you can cut off – there's certain things you can cut off, right? Xbox, like, there's so much things. Like, where's the line drawn here, right? I think we need to have more grace and use more spiritual discernment when it comes to having these conversations, not just – uh being triggered by something happening and acting like we wasn't living in the world anyway. Acting like stuff like this wasn't going on anyway. It's like sometimes y'all don't live in reality. And don't even like like you know, oh, we don't need to participate, we need to separate, we need to separate from the world. We need to blah blah blah, we need to do that. I'm like, we already are separated. Shoot, even a lot of believers are separated. Separation don't always solve the problem, and this is what I mean by that, right? Because the church. That's what what's the church used for right the church is for a body believer as opposed to do life together but the church is where we are learning about the word of God like the church is for all these different stuff the, the church that's expected we are supposed to be together but as well I'm about to look in Matthew uh 5 14 through 16. we're going to look at what being the light of the world actually dictates right so let's go to that real quick actually right because I'm not trying to have you guys here forever share screen so I'm gonna share my screen real quick. For those who are watching the YouTube or watching the video, and if you're listening on the podcast format, just give my brother a second. All right. Okay. Hold on, let me make sure I got this. All right, cool, cool, cool. all right. So, we're going to look up, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16, okay? Well, this is Jesus. All right. And, hold on. So, yeah, this is, this is. This is the man with the plan. You know what I'm saying? This is the man with the plan. This is Jesus talking, all right? Just in case. You know, just in case. Y'all wondering. This is Jesus talking, all right? So, he says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Put, But on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. All right. So, right. So that's being the light of the world. This is what Jesus is talking about. We're going to try to go over it, right? So the thing is, right, we look at it, right? Like when you become a believer in Christ, right? The thing you notice, right? Jesus says that you are the light of the world. So it's not like it's not like he's challenging us, right? To like, you know, say that no, to become the light of the world. Like, all right, I challenge you to become the light of the world. No, he said. No, he said that we are. That's exactly what we are, right? We are. So we have to fulfill that responsibility because Jesus called Himself the light as well. He called Himself the light of the world. So that's a big statement to say, right? That's a big, you know, that's a big thing to kind of fulfill because he said we are the light of the world because we are a reflection of Christ. So that's a big thing. So sometimes we can say that so loosely, like, oh, you know, we're supposed to be the light of the world, but we say it so vague, But can we all really reflect the same the mirror, truthfully, and say, like, we've been doing a good job of being the light of the world? Because it's easy for us to condemn other believers, not condemn, but talk about other believers, how they're not being the light of the world. We focus about it, but what are you doing? As well to be the light of the world, and being the light of the world is just not going back and forth for us, other believers and things like that. And I get sometimes you can have different debates and opinions stuff like that. I'm holy, I'm here for that, obviously. But reflect: Are you being the light of the world? Like, are you also being the light of the world? Are like, what do you like? Are you doing it as well? Because it's easy to point out what other people aren't doing or what they should and should not do. But what do we what are we doing? What are you doing? Right? Also, so we are the light of the world, just what Jesus said. So you know, it, it pretty much, it's not optional. Like, that's what we is. Like, it's not optional. Then, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, right? So, we're set on a hill, and cannot be hidden. So, our light can't be hidden, pretty much. So, the goal of being a light in the world is, we're, is not to be hidden. And I feel like where this can really affect us is, like... Because us believers in Christ, right? I'm not saying we shouldn't be just hanging out with people in the church or just hanging out with believers and things like that. But I feel like sometimes we can be so divided in a way from everybody else because, you know, and I get it. We want to hang around people that's on the same time as us. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But how can you be a light amongst other lights? But how does that work? How can you be light amongst other lights? That's not being the light of the world when we're only hanging out in the light. Like, if I'm in a bright room and I'm shining my, my flashlight, it's not going to make that much of a difference, is it? But if you're in a fully dark room and you have a little lighter or something and it lights up, if you notice when you put yourself in that situation, and you have a lighter or a small light, and you're in a full dark room, and you make that light, it makes a huge impact in the light. It's easily sitting. So, it cannot be hidden. So, our light shouldn't be hidden from others. Right. People should know. Right. We should be be we should be unapologetic about it, about our faith. Right. We should be. Let other people know. Right. Verse 15. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all of the house. Okay, So once again, going back with it, like it's on a light stand. Right. We need to be intentional. Let the light shine. Put it out on the stand so people can see it. Right? Some plants are placed, some are placed even higher, some certain lands can place higher to make it even like a bigger effect in the in the dark spaces. So there should be intentionality of us being the light of the world. And we can't be the light of the world unless right. Unless we have to be around some dark spaces. We gotta be. Like you can't be the light of the world if you're only hanging out with believers. I mean, I mean if you're only talking to believers. I'm not even saying you gotta be BFS with people in the world. Like I think. There's nothing wrong with being friends with people like that, and that are not believers or anything like that. But you are only hanging out with believers, only dealing with believers, only around believers, and you're not even willing because you got believers that can't even engage in a conversation with someone who don't believe in the same thing as them. They can't. They can't even have a conversation. They don't even know how to conversation. They don't even nav- They don't even know how to navigate on how to even articulate the gospel, or understanding other people's worldviews and understanding the gospel. Because at the end of the day, we can't articulate why they need Jesus. Then people have to know why they need Jesus. You have to be able to have conversations and tell them and understand why. And sometimes we can be in our safe Christian bubble that we neglect having these conversations with other people. Because part of being the light is we have to be willing to have conversations with these people. Sometimes hanging with non-believers, right? Having the conversations, being the light. That's being the light. Right? That's being a light, too. Now, you can, you know, post things on Facebook, make live videos, stuff like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Obviously, you can be the light and stand up for stuff that's wrong or things like that. Sure. But I think it's also about having the conversations. Not just saying, oh, believe it. Like, not saying but actually have real conversations with people. People who don't agree with you. People who don't even see, have the same worldview, like the same belief as you. Right. That's part of being the light of the world is having those conversations, being unapologetic about it and being out there. Right. I think that matters. Right. And then verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. OK, so let people see the good works. Right. Let your light shine. Let other people see that, right? Do good works to other people, right? And I'm not saying only do this so you can be a show-off and show people you're believers, but be naturally who you are in Christ. Let the, Spirit, let the Holy Spirit inside of you guide you and do the good works and represent Jesus in that way. Let your light shine. Show them what being the light of the world is. And sometimes being the light of the world is just not talking all the time, just talking to talk but actually acting. Actually, having a conversation with people, actually being in the trenches, actually having those hard praying for people out—you know what I'm saying—willing to do certain things. Because a lot of times we like to talk and say all this stuff in our confident in our comfortable bubbles. Sometimes when you need to get up in, you need to get up in there. You know what I'm saying? And there are people that are out there that do do that, right? So if they if they out here, you know, uh, really being hard on other believers, I do have a respect for at least you being out here and, and willing to have the conversation and stuff like that. If you are out here, though, because it's easy to make a video talk about what, what you should shouldn't do in the world, this, that, and the third, and then you go back to being around other believers, do stuff. But you got to be out here as well, talking to people who don't believe, having these conversations, willing to have these conversations, right? I think that's important. And you can't be a light in the world if you're not willing to deal with the darkness that's in the world that we're in, because we're still in the world. We're still in it. We're not of it, but we're in it. We're still living in it. And eventually, heaven will be on earth, right? So, I think it you know to really be the light of the world, you have to let your light be seen. seen. You have to you can't let your light be hidden. You can't just be in, in with other light where it's not making a difference. You got to be willing to be in the dark, right? And I'm not saying like okay, you got to do exactly what they're doing in the darkness. That's what I'm saying. But be in the moment where you can expose the light. Be different, right? How you act and how you act different will always show. You know, we'll always show a lot more versus what you're actually saying. So sometimes we got to get out in the trenches and talk to people, have know how to have conversations with people that don't believe the same things as you do or have a different worldview as you do or don't have a relationship with Jesus. Like that's a way to let your light shine is have those conversations with those people. Don't be scared or don't just be comfortable just hanging out with other believers and stuff like that. Nah, get into it, right? Like let's, you know. Have these conversations. Let's get it. You know, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's, like, let's be the light of the world. And part of being the light of the world is having to deal with the dark. Because that's literally don't make any sense to be the light of the world when you're around light all the time. All, that's the only time you're – that's the, all you ever do. You don't do nothing else. Th- that matters. Because ultimately, right, we want to plant the seeds of Christ in people who aren't believers And hopefully one day that they will become believers because we want the gift, the gift of eternal life for everyone that Jesus gives us, right? We want that for everybody. Obviously, if you're only hanging around believers or only talking about Jesus in church and stuff like that and not doing it to our coworkers, to the people we might see at the gym or to anybody else who's out here that we're around, in, what are we doing? Because we would like to see everyone be saved, right? So, you know, just wanted to talk about that and what the way the world actually looks like. And then I also want to go to 1 Corinthians and point out some things, too, because I feel like we can learn a lot from how the, the Corinthians dealt with kind of similar things or how to deal with things in the world and stuff like that. Because in Corinthians, in Corinth, the Church of Corinthians, you know, it, 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 as you know, or if you know, like this church was dealing with so much different stuff. I'm talking about from whether... Uh, they were talking about you know, for whether it's for divisions in the church because they were elevating other spiritual gifts over other ones, or whether they were saying, "Oh, I'm gonna divide because I follow Apollos, no, or I fi- or I follow Peter," or uh, or like sexual immorality was huge because they had sex temples and all types of crazy stuff that was going on in the city of Corinth at this time, right? Like, uh, like uh, you know, eating food that's offered to idols and things like that. Like there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Right. At this time that the city of Corinth had to deal with and Paul was addressing all these things. And I kind of like how he he talked about, you know, food offered to idols. And I feel like we can, you know, we can learn something from it on how to deal with it in a way, because this is not the first time this happened, guys, where believers were in different environments where not everyone was a believer or not everyone was doing stuff or they were doing crazy stuff. And we still have to navigate. That's part of life. Part of navigating it. Right. We can't pretend that we just live in a Christian Christian nation and that's how it should be. And that's how God, like, that's what God wants right now. No, no, we got to learn to deal with it. We got to learn to deal with it, how to navigate for it, and navigate it, you know, to the best of our ability in the correct way. So, right. I'm going to start with the verse one. because I'm going to kind of bounce around this a tiny, tiny bit real quickly because I ain't trying to take too much of your time. But. Uh, so food offered to idols, Paul, he says, now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge, right? And then he says, this knowledge puffs us up, but love builds us up, right? So before before we even get into it, right? So knowledge of knowing things, right? So we have knowledge knowing what certain Bible verses mean or have knowledge about certain things, right? Eventually what happens is we start to become egotistical. At times, we started to get puffed up. We started to get over our bridges because I know a lot. So you can't tell me. So if I know a lot, I can talk back. Like, you need to do X, Y, and Z because I can do that. Or you can't tell me X, Y, and you can't tell me what to do because I know all this knowledge, right? But ultimately, too much knowledge puffs us up when it comes to things like this. Like, you know— we shouldn't be participating in anything in the world, you know. I got all the knowledge, or I got knowledge. like, you, no, you, you need to stop overreacting all the time. You need to blah blah blah. We can do, we can still do and indulge and do blah blah. You know, like nah. Sometimes too much knowledge, you know. And don't get me wrong, knowledge is a very important thing. God gives us knowledge. Like, knowledge is very very, you know, because even in um, is it proverbs? It might be proverbs. I can't. I don't think so. it's something. anyways, um, the verse where it says, you know, people without. Knowledge perish, right? So knowledge is important. So don't get don't like look, I look, I appreciate knowledge a lot, but knowledge often puffs us up if we don't keep it in check, if we don't allow God to keep it in check. But he said, But love builds us. So the goal is when it comes to dealing with these topics and situations to figure out what the line is, right? Or how to deal with like the world, or like what's too much or what's not enough, or things like that. We need to know that love is the thing that builds us up. Love needs to be the factor that helps us. Then, you know, then with the knowledge to back it up as well. But love is the thing we need to do, right? And I'm not saying love in a condoning way. Like we just condone, we just do love, love, love. No, but sometimes love is telling people what they they need to hear. Telling people the truth about certain things. That's also loving them because you're loving them, telling them the truth. So that way, they won't stumble. So that way, you're telling them what they need. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, correcting... People is also a sign of love. People acting like, correct, does it doesn't mean love. Yes, it does, right? So I'm not saying love is just all loving, but it also involves that. So that should be the goal, right? Love builds us up. That's the first thing we need to think about, what Paul's saying. It builds us up, right? So what you're saying to someone isn't truly – built. and like I said, even if you're saying it in a loving way, if someone doesn't take it the right way, I get it. There's no way you can say certain things without saying it. But the goal is to build up. Like, it's supposed to build you up. You're supposed to say it in a way that's going to build you up to the best of your ability, right? So um, let's keep going real quickly. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not know yet, as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence. And that there is no... God but one for although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth as indeed there are many gods and many lords yet for us there is one God the father from whom all things and whom we exist and one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things and through whom all exist so right there this is right here like I actually love this verse right because it's showing you like look we are the one true God okay I hate to break it to you. But you know, we, I know we live in a society where everything's exclusivity, we're all exclusivity, don't leave everybody out, which is a false just because everything is exclusive. Now not even just certain Christianity stuff, but either other stuff like honestly, even with Netflix, Netflix, if you don't pay the monthly price, you're not getting the content unless you're using someone's password or whatever the case may be or listening to the house. If you don't pay for it, you're not gonna get it. It's only exclusive for people who have Netflix accounts. Okay, if you're a Sam's Club member, you have to be a member in order to get the bulk. You know, it's not. It's like I don't know why people would think all exclusivity is bad. It's not. It's part of life. You're gonna. It, it's exclusive. It is what it is. If you don't pay your cell phone bill, you're not gonna get all of what it comes with it. Well, unless you're on Wi-Fi, but you're not gonna get the exclusive features that comes with being on the phone or whatever, right? Like we gotta stop pretending this stuff. anyways, so if you believe, like you believe in Christ, right? This is talking about. Look, we already know people offer food to whatever their idols, their so-called gods of heaven and earth. You know what I'm saying? But Paul says those idols don't really exist. Okay, so their so-called gods don't really exist, and that there is no god but one you know, there's going to be so many other different gods, whatever, lords, blah, 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 but yet there's only one, right? Our God is what they're saying, is what he's saying, okay? So pretty much he's saying right here, like, look, if you're eating a food, like, uh, offered by an idol, so what? The idols don't exist, so it's not doing nothing to you not doing to you, nothing to you if you're offered it to whatever God or whatever, whatever is going on. They don't exist anyway. They don't have no power. It doesn't matter. We believe in one true God. It doesn't matter. You have the knowledge. It don't matter. Okay? It don't exist. All right? Whatever. Then he says, however, not all possess this knowledge, but some through former association with idols eat food as rarely offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not condemn us to them this commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, or no better off if we do eat. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. All right, so now he's talking about, you know, now we're getting to the part where it's not allowing our brothers to stumble, right? We're getting closer to that part of the square. So he's not. So he's pretty much saying, like, look. So you already know eating this food that's offered to this to this God or to this idol or whatever, it's not doing nothing, okay? not going to do anything uh because the god don't exist anyway so you can eat it it really doesn't matter right but he's saying like not everyone possesses this knowledge right some might have former associations with Adam, so some people might have actually used to indulge in that right so whether you eat it or not eat it right it don't really you know doesn't really you're not we're no better or worse, worse off if we eat it or don't eat it okay But some people have weak consciences because maybe they did don't have the information to it, right? Or maybe they actually indulge in it, right? So we gotta be careful when it comes to that, right? Um. So in verse nine says, "But take care what is right, what this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block." So some people are weaker in their flesh when it comes to certain things because either they don't have the knowledge of something, or whether they actually used to indulge it, so they might be having the. So we have to have spiritual discernment when it comes to certain things so even though we might know like this ain't a big deal this doesn't bother me i already know their gods don't exist i already know what god has the power of we have to be more concerning to not make sure our brothers and sisters don't you know don't stumble making sure we're looking out for them making sure we're having conversations with them in the process when it comes to this right verse 10 for if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in idols temple he will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak To eat food offered to idols, and so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed. The brother from whom Christ died, thus sinned against your brothers and wounded their conscience when it is weak. You're sinned against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will not eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. All right, so the lesson of the part, right, is that. Sometimes, like, if you're a believer in Christ and some people are new to their faith, they're weak and things like that, if they see you are able to do something or to participate in something that doesn't bother your spirit or things like that because you have the knowledge or not even the conviction of it if they see you do it, then they will be encouraged to do that. But they're doing it for a different intent. They will have a different effect and attention on them, right? So, as a person of Christ, we have to be careful not to let our brother and sister stumble. Now, I will say this. People like to throw out the stumble card all the time. Don't, don't make people stumble. Don't make people stumble. Nah. Nah. We're not going to do that because people be gatekeeping with that. What's stumbling? What ain't stumbling? Because sometimes, at the end of the day, we still have to work out our own issues and our own self, right? Even with the whole modesty thing. like I talked about that before, right? Because we, don't, you don't, can I, It's important to make sure we're, we're posting ourselves in a good light and not causing people to stumble. But at the end of the day... People have a lust problem. People have an issue. No matter what, they're going to find something, and that's something you need to deal with, right? So this is not gatekeeping people for causing people out to stumble and all that. We're not going to gatekeep that. But it is important that if we are doing something that we are looking out for our brothers and sisters in Christ and being them for them, because it's a sin if we're causing other people to stumble. That is true because we're leading people away and we're, you know, having people fall into their sin. So, Right. I'm saying all that to say – hold on, let me uh, stop sharing that part real okay. quick. So I'm saying that all that to say is, like, when we're dealing with stuff in the world, right, and we're trying to navigate what this looks like, like, how to navigate, like, you know, per, like, something – some perception can't matter. There's other believers because we don't talk about everything, like, we don't talk about our moods enough, especially when it comes to famous people, like, famous – Christians who have made it and things like that. We, you know, I'm not saying we because I'm definitely not on skill scale though. But I'm saying they don't always talk about every little move and things like that. And then ultimately not everybody's going to hear because not everybody's in those circles either, right? But we have to have the spiritual discernment to make sure that we're talking, giving people the knowledge of it. And there's sometimes, there's going to be some times when we don't need to be at a certain place or we don't need to, to, to be there or we do need to chill or we don't need to listen to certain stuff around certain believers and things like that. Not trying to be sneaky, but if they can't handle it or if they're weak in their conscience, I'm not going to allow my, I'm not going to stumble. I have my brother to stumble. So, for instance, let's just say you had a friend who was like an alcoholic or something like that, but you could drink a beer or two, or you could have a little glass of wine or two, you could do, you know what I'm saying? It don't bother you. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you don't have an issue. You don't have a problem. Stuff like that, but you know they have an issue with that, or they had an issue with that, and you drinking in front of them is almost encouraging them to get to get lit to step back into what they're doing. That's going to cause your brother and sister to stumble, right? We got to be careful of that, right? We got to have spiritual discernment of that, right? So you know, some believers eyes like you going to award show, you know, being who you are, even though you might have the knowledge and know, like, look. People are going to, like, they're going to do this. They're going to blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not, blah, blah, blah. I'm not participating. But some other believers could be like, you know what? Okay, maybe I can participate in this stuff. Maybe I can't keep listening to all this stuff all the time. Maybe I can't, right? And I think the one issue that I did have with Kurt Franklin's life, even though people, and I know why he did it. Like, I'm not that, like, hard on, like, other people have been. But that would have been a good time for Kurt to address, you know, to address not only, you know, really the younger believers, the younger people in their favor, he can address the situation better, what was going on and say what we don't participate in. Like he could have really elaborated and helped in the situation so that way he can help the younger believers and things like that not stumble in that situation. Right. So. And I feel like when it comes to Corinthians, and I get the whole food offer to idols is a little bit you know, different than this current situation, but it's similar because. The Church of Corinthians, Corinth Corinth was was, was out of control. Corinth was was popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of stuff was going on, and they still had to be around the mess, right? Some people were still even indulging in it. Paul had to, you know, even talk and, and guide them. Like, you know, like, they were still in it, right? So, like, you see a theme where it's like, it's not just like, okay, totally divide up away from everybody else. Don't, you know, like, you know. We need to band together, make every nation a Christian nation. We need to totally separate ourselves from every single person, only worry about ourselves and stuff like that. Well, that's not the case. That's not the case. Scripture is different when it comes to that. Right? The goal is not to come out here and try to make Christian nations and stuff like that and take over politically and things like that. That's what the the Jews thought, right, that Jesus or or the Messiah was going to be like a political refuge person. But no, that's not right? That's not, you know, Jesus did a 180, you know, when it came to that. Um, You see, you know, the early church, Right. You look at the early church, they were dealing with all types of different stuff that was going on. Right. And the goal was just to spread the gospel of Jesus, not take over and, and conquer a whole thing. And now, OK, this is a whole Christian nation. or This is all like this. Right. Sure. We will like that. Sure. That would be awesome. I'm not saying I'm wrong with it, but I feel like we still got this framework in our mind and things like this. So if we see someone in the world do something out of pocket. OK, like don't watch the Grammys, y'all. you don't have to watch the Grammys. It's crazy, all these people that claim they don't watch the Grammys, but yet they still talking about it. A little interesting. Oh, I don't watch the Grammys. I don't watch, it. I don't do it, I don't listen to that. I don't watch, but but yet you're still talking about it. Yes, you're still comment. So clearly you, you watch a little bit of it. Like, what is it? Like if I don't if I like literally, if I don't watch something, I'm not gonna comment on it. Honestly. I'm not really gonna comment on it. I act right? like my expertise or comment on nothing like that. I'm not even really gonna care for the performance. I'm not really gonna even want to watch it for real. I'm not saying you can't talk about it, but I'm just saying like every year is like I don't, I don't listen to this. I don't watch this. Don't, and yet you got people on here literally talking about it, like detail by detail. But yet you don't listen to this stuff. Like <laughs> it's just interesting. Just interesting to me. I'm just saying, just interesting to me. But believers in Christ, we gotta be. The lie of the world, and, and being the lie of the world means at times we are going to have to be in darkness. We have to be willing to be in darkness, not saying be in the darkness, like doing what you're doing, but having conversations with people, being in the trenches, speaking about articulating the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Tell, like showing people how Jesus is actually needed, right? Listen to people who have totally different, polar opposite views of you. Like we have to be willing to be uncomfortable and share our faith, right, and actually do these things and actually be the light of the world, something that's not hidden, right, something that people know, right, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying, and don't just be like, oh, we just need to divide or just stay away and only be blah, 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 that's not being the light of the world, you're not just going to be a light around other light, you got to be, you got to be willing to be in the trenches in the dark sometimes in order to be be the true light of the world to be different, right, you're going to have to be around sometimes other people, and how you act is how they're going to know. Right? And that's really what the goal was is just to talk about what being the light of the world is, find out what the line is. And I know the line of what you should and shouldn't do is very vague, and everyone got their different opinions on that and things like that. But we are the light of the world. That's what we are. Jesus said, That's what we are, right? That I want you to be the light of the world. I'm encouraging you. Be. No, we are the light of the world, just like Jesus calls himself the light of we are reflecting him. We are his ambassadors, as the Bible says. So we need, you know, to navigate this better, right? We need to navigate the conversation better and stuff like this, right? And you know, stop and then you know just leave, if people want to attend a certain concert of a certain artist you don't like and they blah blah blah, whatever, blah 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 and stuff like that, right? Like there's gonna be music artists you like that don't believe in Jesus. That's okay. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get into the whole should you listen to second music thing or whatever. But you know, there's athletes that you like that don't believe in Jesus. There's stuff that you like of people that you don't you can enjoy what people do that don't believe in Jesus. And guess what? That's okay, right now. If certain other character traits happen to that and stuff like that, okay, cool, you can fall away if you're feeling convicted and things like that, right? But if they're gonna go. If they're a believer in Christ, like, stop saying they're not a believer. Stop saying you, you, don't, you don't need a blah, blah, blah. Like, stop, like, stop gatekeeping these people, okay? And they don't have the conviction or anything like that. Okay, that's between them and God at the moment. And if it's that bad for them, God will let them know they should be going there or not, okay? But they can go, with, if they want to attend a concert for whatever, they can attend the concert. They can still be a Christian and attend the concert, Right? But that's all my two cents on the situation about being in the light of the world, what that looks like, how people in Corinthians dealt with this, and how you know how we can easy how we all can better navigate and do a better job with it, and also you know um you know making sure that we are having spiritual discernment when it comes to doing certain things or acting certain things or posting certain songs and things like that, and, and just thinking like okay. I gotta keep in mind I got younger believers watching me. I got such and believers watching me. So I gotta be careful what songs I'm posting, what things I'm you know, things I'm posting, things like that, because it could encourage them in a different way to totally, you know, especially without having a conversation to let them know like, all right, I I listen to or I can't listen to this because of X, Y, and Z. I know it doesn't bother me, blah blah blah. I really explain it to them and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be careful and have spiritual discernment. And, when, and I agree with that full heartedly. I'm not saying no willy nilly, do whatever. No, we got to have spiritual discernment in all situations, especially if we have a following, especially if people are looking up to you, especially if you're a believer in Christ. You know, even non believers are going to be looking at you to see how you act differently and things like that because they know what it is too. Like, so if you're acting just like them, or you know, you know, you're acting just like them, or no one can see the difference in how you're acting, you're acting just like them and things like that, without no, like that's definitely an issue and a problem for sure. But that's a whole other conversation. So, but I hope this was impactful. Hope you you know figure out new ways to be equipped to go out here and to do what you need to do. And um, yeah, so have a great rest of the week. You already know what it is. We out. Peace. <laughs>